This is Healing Justice, a podcast at the intersections of collective healing and social change. I'm your host, Kate Werning, and this week we're sharing a practice episode from Adrienne Marie Brown that's inspired by her new book, Pleasure Activism, The Politics of Feeling Good. The way this podcast works is that each week we have a conversation episode and then the following week a corresponding practice, which is a way that you can try on some of the themes from the conversation in actual practice, either in your personal life or in groups. Um, And this week's exercise is super juicy. It's about liberating the language of desire and working with consent and using our voice. So this week's practice is best experienced maybe alone or listening with a friend or a lover. Um, In the organizations I've worked, I wouldn't feel super comfortable listening to this practice for the first time, like around a staff meeting table. (laughs) But I bet there are a lot more sex positive organizations out there where you may love doing that together. Um, But maybe take a listen to it on your own first and then decide in what group you'd like to use it, if at all. So... You're not going to need much for this practice. You'll be able to just sit back and listen to Adrienne guide you through some questions. And the readings that she's using and the hot and heavy homeworks can be found in her book, Pleasure Activism. You can go to akpress.org to order the book directly from the Radical Publisher and support them instead of Amazon, please. You can do that using the code PODCAST to get 15% off the book. And if you love this practice, we encourage you to join Book Club, where we'll be diving even deeper together. You can join our book club to read Pleasure Activism in a global collective reading and receive discussion guide questions if you want to gather a group locally and join us for um, a virtual hangout with Adrian and several of the contributors to the book later this summer. You can find all the information about that at patreon.com slash healingjustice and join book club at the $10 and up level. So any level above $10 that you join will include membership to book club. Again, that's patreon.com slash healingjustice. We're so glad that you're here. And here's Adrian. Hello, Healing Justice podcast listeners. This is Adrian Marie Brown, and I am going to offer up um, a couple of practices from my new book, Pleasure Activism, The Politics of Feeling Good, which is just out this year on AK Press. Um, and you can get a copy on AK Press and I think get a 15% discount if you are a podcast listener. So um, yeah, one of the major things that occurred as I was working on this project, I was doing a column for Bitch Magazine called The Pleasure Dome, which you can still find all the pieces of on Bitch Magazine. But um, I was in the midst of doing that column when Me Too happened. Me Too began happening. Me Too began unveiling Um, all of the sexual harms that are happening at every level of our society. And um, so it really shifted how I was writing about stuff. I was no longer interested in just writing about, you know, the 101 level of how do you get to access more pleasure in your life, which is always interesting to me. Um, But 
what I realized is that we have to reclaim a certain set of skills that are going to help us navigate our way from me too to we consent. Um, so what I wanted to read to you is a piece of um, a piece from the book um, that's all about consent and how do we get into a practice of it. So here's we go. Here we go. Well, first, okay. And also, I'll just say this. I'm going to be with y'all. Be real with y'all. So I'm going to read you a piece and then share the practice and then read you another excerpt that's all about learning to use your voice in real time. And then with that one, it also has a practice. So kind of getting two practices in one here, but they feel so connected to each other. Like having a sense of consent inside yourself, but not being able to vocalize it is not very useful, nor is being able to vocalize a lot of things, but not being able to be clear on what consent looks like. So here we go. Consent can cover a lot of ground. It isn't just about the consent of a certain touch or sexual act. Consent can cover the ground of boundaries and communication. Can we flirt? Are you actually available for us to build an intimate connection? Can I send you pictures? Can I take pictures of you? Can I share our connection with others in public, on social media? Can we fuck? Are you open to ass play? Disclosing sexual history and risk is a part of consent conversation. For some people, disclosing relationship and parental status can be part of a consent conversation. As I've gotten more in touch with my shifting abilities, I also bring consent conversations like uh, I also bring into consent conversations things like, can you be careful with my knees? I tore my meniscus a while back, so don't just throw me around. <laughs> Asking for these things helps build a space of trust. Eventually, you may get past needing to ask for consent on each of these things because you will have developed a space of trust where you know consent matters and can be navigated as needed. And just a little aside that I want to add here that's not in the book is um, that... Uh, you might find yourself in a place where you are asking for consent all the time at the beginning, and then that starts to fade away. And I think that's one of the beautiful things that can happen to us is that trust is a pretty slow activity on the front end of it, and then it shifts and it shifts. And I find that when I'm with people that I deeply trust, I almost don't even have to speak. Things move so quickly from, you know, I need this to it's expressed to that expression has been met. So that just felt important to add here. Um, the next little piece I want to read to you is actually a footnote. Um, one thing to add here is that consent changes. I recently had an experience of grinding up on a friend at a party, a friend who I have often ground on before. She said, not right now. Later, sober, we checked in about what had shifted in terms of her needs. And it reminded me that consent is a present moment offering. Asking for consent. This one takes so much practice. Many of us are taught anti-consent practices as children, to hug and kiss whatever adult comes around asking for affection. That is rude if we don't make the demanded contact. This culture of access based on power grows with us. Power gives an assumed total access of older people to younger people's bodies, white people to people of color's bodies, men to women's bodies, cis to trans bodies, those with resources to those with less, those with more physical strength to those with less. It's the way systems of hierarchy, domination, 
patriarchy, misogyny, and capitalism converge in the realm of the flesh. Self-awareness helps us begin to see that everyone has sovereignty over their own bodies, their time, attention, boundaries, and desires. But practice makes this awareness transformative. Asking if someone is open to physical contact, to a hug, to intimate touch, or to sex, this begins to create a foundation of consent, a path to grow beyond the sick system we've been shaped by. The pleasure that comes from knowing you are offering someone something that they wholeheartedly say yes to is sacred. It acknowledges that we are each a walking miracle, that we each have power, and we each have the responsibility to share and grow power in ourselves and others. The next part, no, is a complete sentence. Your strong and solid no makes way for your deep, authentic yes. I was taught this late in life. No is a complete sentence. You don't have to say no apologetically, and you don't have to explain your no. By practicing your no, you will cultivate a yes that is rooted in having agency, having power, and having respect for your own boundaries. Giving consent. Even if every single thing you've been told and shown has taught you that you do not have the right to give consent to navigate the boundaries of your body, you do. The culture of access says that someone can exert power over your body for any reason. Oh, sorry. I'll get it right this time. The culture of access that says someone can exert power over your body for any reason other than you saying yes. That's a lie. When you want to say yes, when you choose to give consent, you're in your power. Your consent isn't made of stone. You might feel a yes for attention or a kiss, but then feel a boundary that says slow down or stop when it comes to the next steps, touching, sex, etc. You get to be in touch with that consent. Consent is shored up by the real option of a strong no, by respected boundaries, and by a visceral yes that floods the entire body, a pre-orgasmic experience. It lays a foundation for thrilling, intimate connections that are clear of the shadows of manipulation and abuse. So, your hot and heavy homework for consent. Choose one physical activity that you might take for granted right now. Hugs, handshakes, flirtatious touch, blowjobs, sex, Track your consent in this activity for one week. You can keep doing what you normally do, but start to really pay attention to the signals in your body. Are you a total yes to this contact? If not, why are you doing it? If yes, give yourself an internal high five. Learn your own landscape of consent. Our next practice has to do with learning to use your voice. And this piece was inspired after the stories about Aziz Ansari broke. Um, And as I was reading it, I kept noticing that there were examples, tons of examples of times when there was a feeling, right? A no feeling, but it didn't make it all the way to a person's mouth. It didn't make it to be spoken. And then the boundary didn't actually get set. It was implied or it was hoped for. And I really believe that it's important for all of us to understand this pattern around a lack of communication, which can happen around sexual harm, but it also happens in kinds of all kinds of socialization. So 
I give some examples in the book, times when people have been flirting, thought they were heading towards a makeout, and then all of a sudden it was a much more intense experience. Times when people felt like they had to help someone else finish during sex. Times when sex was used as a makeup strategy, even though they were still in the window of harm. Um, or times when folks you know, started off in a very sexual relationship, but then stopped feeling like that was what they wanted and how to navigate that transition. Um, and then even how to navigate using your voice inside of sex, like everything is going great. I'm super turned on. I'm having a blast. And ouch, that hurt, right? Can you stop doing that particular move? Um, I definitely know that <laughs> coming up, I thought that that was not my right, that I had to figure out a way to suffer through it or just be like, you know, it's so big or <laughs> something else that affirmed it rather than being like, it's too much for me and I need a pause. I need a shift. I need a break. So here are some very basic things that we need to learn to say out loud in real time. These will support our consent practice and they'll just support our communication practices in general as human beings. First thing, no. It's been said before in this very practice podcast, but I'll say it again. No is a complete sentence. It can be incredibly uncomfortable as a complete sentence, but it can also be all that needs to be said. We must remember that our socialized aversion to know, particularly in capitalist countries, is strategic for those who aim to hold power over us. If we are made to feel uncomfortable saying no, then we will say yes to anyone and anything that tries to sell us shit. We must remember that we're learning to say no as we recover from patriarchy, capitalism, racism. Practice it now. Nope. No. No. You can say no thank you, but no is fine. The next thing we need to learn is not now. This is not the right time. It's too soon or too late. We're fighting and this will confuse things. We're breaking up and this will regenerate connection in an unhealthy way. I'm not feeling sexual right now. I really have a headache or a backache or I'm cramping or I just had chemo or I just helped a friend through grief. I just wanna be held. Maybe I'll want sex in the future, but not right now. I'm not sure why, but not now. Practice it. Not now. This isn't the right time. Not in this moment. Not now. The next thing we need to learn is to say, I want whatever we want. Insert the desire of what you want. I want it slower, faster, softer, harder, right there. I want more fingers. I want one finger. I want your tongue on me. I want to role play. I want to be tied to the bed. I want a blindfold. I know what I want. My body is responding to you. Yes, that. Don't stop. Don't stop. Practice it with me. I want. I want this. I want that. I want you. Part of liberating our desires from the rape culture and patriarchy we're swimming in is reclaiming our right to communicate. We must learn to sign, say, or type the truth in real time about what our bodies actually want and need and what we don't want. 
we must become verbose lovers, especially in the realm of consent, feedback, and direction. We must recognize that we were taught silence with threats of physical and emotional violence, beatings, rape, withdrawal, abandonment, gaslighting, etc. And we will no longer tolerate violence and the decision-making processes of our sensual lives. Our hot and heavy homework for this one, however you communicate, practice saying no, not now, and I want. Practice with friends who are committed to liberating desire. Practice with your lovers so you know for sure that you can both slash all survive anything that gets said in truth. Practice in the mirror. Learn what faces accompany your honesty. Learn to respect your true face. Practice, practice, and practice liberating the language of your desire. Thank you so much for practicing with me. And good luck in your pleasure life, in your pleasure body. Love y'all. You just heard a practice of hot and heavy homework from Adrienne Marie Brown from her new book, Pleasure Activism, The Politics of Feeling Good. Join us in our global collective reading of pleasure activism with our brand new book club by going to patreon.com slash healing justice and joining any level at the $10 a month and up on our Patreon. You both will get to support this show and all of the free resources, which is 99% of the work that we're doing and providing free resources at scale via this podcast. You'll get to support and then also get the added perk of receiving a discussion guide to gather with your friends as you read this book, a deeper discount to order the book from AK Press and add whatever else to your cart you're, you're interested in reading too. Their selection is amazing. And you'll also get invited to a virtual hangout with Adrian and Amita and Monique and contributors from the book Pleasure Activism to ask questions and learn more. You can listen to the corresponding conversation that we recorded on this podcast between me, Adrian, and Amita by playing the episode just before this one. And stay in touch with us. Let us know how your practice is going. Post selfies reading pleasure activism and tag us so that we can repost on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. All of our social media handles are in the show notes. You can also join our email list at healingjustice.org and learn more about what we do there. This podcast was generously edited by Guido Giorgenti and mixed and produced by Zach Meyer at The Coal Room. Thank you for your commitment to building movements that liberate all of us, and especially for starting with yourself in such a personal way by doing this practice. Love y'all. Hear you next week.